3: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522 WTIC or 1 800 966 WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpatabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We are live from our tab computer system studios here in east hartford connecticut feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six wtic 522 wtic not really sure who's on the line um i uh we've got a system set up here between matt and uh oh back at the home studio there in west hartford and us in east hartford and uh maybe there is nobody online Eight hundred nine six six wtic we're flying blind matt we have no idea uh feel free to get online Eight hundred nine six six wtic 522 wtic as we wait for calls um or matt to respond <laughs> uh we'll talk about what's going on out there in the uh, in the covid world of technology and uh basically some of the stuff that's out there as covid19 data sets become more accessible Novel coronavirus pandemic may be the most visualized ever. So, basically, more and more of us are getting all sorts of data here, right? So, we all know we all think we're amateur epidemiologists now uh, as we're crunching the numbers uh, based on the data that's coming in. And uh, this article really kind of talks about all the great places where you can get uh, data on COVID. Obviously, Johns Hopkins is one of them where you can see what's going on and try to understand the risk that's out there. I mean, obviously, we've got the folks in charge who are trying to tell us what the risks are. And then, of course, we then take a look at the data and try to decide what, what the risks are within our own lives. And it's a very interesting uh, article that I'll put up here for you guys. You can definitely take a look at all the great places to get this data. It's a safe, all safe places to get the data and kind of see what's going on. Uh, As this data keeps coming in, Uh, Johns Hopkins is also putting the data on GitHub. Um, So it's been uh, one of the most, they're calling it, uh, visualized pandemic ever uh, that we've gone through, uh, obviously. And uh, they're very interesting. Uh, Data from the WHO, CDC, um, you name it, it's all out there. Dashboards are all out there. Be careful where you're getting your data. Um, There are a lot of bad websites being put out by the bad guys uh, to try to trick you. And um, if you end up at the wrong spot there on the Internet, you're going to actually become a victim. There are even uh, stories of hackers hacking firewalls. So we talk, we advocate folks go out and get their own firewall, right, Bob? Yes, that's correct. However, if you configure it, configure it up as the default user login is admin and your default user password is blank or password, you're leaving your Internet door wide open. And what's happening is hackers are trying to attack firewalls so that they can modify the DNS so that when you go ahead and get on the internet, it sends you to a false COVID site. And uh, I'll, we can put the link up for the story as well. But what I'm saying is people are leveraging this um, crisis to try to fool you still, right? You know, people in the criminal world have no scruples. So they'll, they'll, they'll let, they'll never not take advantage of a crisis. So if you they'll get a manual way to, Operate
1: <laughs> So, if you get your own firewall, remember to change the administrator password right and write it down and put it somewhere where you won't forget it or lose it exactly,
3: so uh, all right, let's get to your calls. There were line there were folks online, so let's go right to Paul uh in Manchester. What's going on, Paul? oh, Paul just dropped sorry Danny, are you around Danny? a resident group here there you are Paul dropped Paul, okay. feel free to call I back in what's he, going on, Danny?
4: I hope he bounced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, listen. I, I've got some uh, HDMI cables for from our mini box to uh, to the TVs. Yeah. Because I'd just been using the old cable because I'm old fashioned, and I finally thought I'd try to get a better signal. Yeah. Uh, unplug both the television and the mini box first. Is there anything special to do?
3: Nope. Just take nope.
4: the cable off and, and put the appropriate ends into the appropriate plugs.
3: That's all you got to do, Dan. It's pretty simple. So what are you doing? You're using old interfaces now? You're not using the HDMIs now?
4: Yeah, I just have old old coax cable.
3: Yeah, so you're going to change that over to HDMI interfaces. Yeah,
4: right, because we have the little mini boxes, um, and uh, I finally got flat screen TVs since the other ones died.
3: But you're kind of geeky for your, you know, you follow all the, the stuff out there. Why would you continue to pay for the mini boxes?
4: You know that's a good question and I don't think there's a, a aftermarket or off market mini box that that you can get.
3: No, so what I'm saying is you you cut the cable, right? You punt the mini boxes mm-hmm. and stream your TV yeah, through YouTube TV. Yeah, but we YouTube only have TV. DSL. Mm, well, it probably will work. How slow uh, you have a slow DSL like 3 or 4 no, megabits. Oh,
4: my my wife watches movies, watches Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime on her tablet.
3: Oh, then you're okay.
4: Yeah, okay. Um Okay, and and then I've got to change the source though, right on the on the menu. Yes. Um,
3: from cable, from from the old cable connection line in to HDMI.
4: Okay, all right, because it's got one, two, or three, so I'll find the right one. Um, yeah. Another thing, uh, you know, we were talking about Elon Musk last week or mm-hmm. every week, yeah, uh, that other company, OneWeb, that was going to do the uh, constellation of uh, satellites. They yep. did file for bankruptcy this week.
3: They did, yeah. So is there a bunch of satellites up I there that are going to be? we've only
4: got seventy nine up.
3: I mean, seventy nine. That is a lot. So can we use them for target practice?
4: Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, the, the Indians or the Russians will probably be doing that, or the Chinese. But
3: you think Elon would buy them up? I mean, they're already up there. Why wouldn't he just well, buy them no, up? Because
4: and... they're not compatible with his systems. Of uh, course, with his, with his systems, you know, he's he's got such a different thing, and he doesn't need them. He's putting up sixty every two weeks.
3: Yeah, but okay, all right. Seems like a lot of junk up there. I don't know.
4: Oh, no, I agree. I agree, but he, see, he can bring his down mm. on command. They've already done it five times.
3: How about the guys that have gone out of business? Can they?
4: Well, I don't know if they were designed to come down. That's the bad part. <laughs> oh, jeez.
3: Oh, why do we let these guys chuck this stuff up there without knowing how to get them down? I, I hope they can I, come I, down. You
4: know, that, I don't know. It, you know. Did you ever see that simulation where if... if um, if a couple of satellites started to collide, how it would... Oh, it's messy. ...the, the cascade, and then there be, would be back in the 1800s.
3: Yeah, it'd be messy with all this stuff that's up there. So, yeah, it, yeah. it would be our own little uh, satellite pandemic. They'd all, all right. get okay, infected. Stay, stay safe, guys. Yeah, you too, Danny. Our resident groupie, Danny. Let's go on to Margaret in West Hartford next. Hey, Margaret.
5: Hi. Uh, enjoying your show. Thanks. Um, I have a question about uh, Zoom. Yeah. Um, my my book club is um, suggesting that we all download the free app and, and use that. And yeah. I have a MacBook Air, and I just don't want to, since the Apple store's closed, I don't want to do anything bad to my MacBook.
3: Oh, gotcha. You won't. Zoom is a very reputable tool, and you can go ahead, and you can just use a browser if you wish. So you don't actually necessarily have to download anything. Well, you will have to download the, the file. Sorry, you do. Um, but if somebody invites you to a Zoom meeting, Right, you actually browse to Zoom and uh, put in the meeting code, and Zoom will say, "Oh, okay, you don't have the software." It'll help you download the software, and then you can install it on your device. You have nothing to worry about as far as your your device having a problem with it. It's very reputable. However, you will have to configure your camera. Like some people turn off some of the security. You know, people got when those little cameras first came out on their laptops, they would put stickers over them or they put tape over them. They turn off the microphones. Well, you got to turn all that back on for this to work, right? So um, that might be some of the problems you find is that you might have turned some of that stuff off.
5: I did put a sticker over the uh, little um, window to the camera. I hadn't noticed that, but yes, I didn't configure anything differently, but okay. I, I'll take that sticker off. Yeah. But, um, but that's, that's good to know that it's not anything that will no. give my computer any sickness.
3: So the one thing you gotta be aware of though, too, So now with everybody using Zoom, there are some creeps out there, utter creeps, who are guessing the meeting IDs and then jumping in in an inappropriate way. So, of course, you can imagine, you know, the old days of the guy with the trench coat. So now just imagine these creeps are jumping into people's Zoom conferences, not wearing a trench coat. Um, So that is the only thing I've heard of happening recently with Zoom, where people are really doing that kind of weird stuff uh, because they're guessing the next meeting IDs. Um there've been some stories of some really, really creepy things going on. So that's the only thing that we've heard lately that I've heard lately um with all the use of Zoom these days. And we can put a link up here to the story. I'm not making it up. <laughs> I never do that. Okay. Yeah. But so beware of that. That'd be something in the book club that you know might be more excitement than you need.
5: <laughs> right. But that <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't infect our computers or anything.
3: No, just your eyeballs.
5: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for that warning. And all right, Margaret, for your program.
3: Yep. Good luck.
5: Very safe. Yeah. Me too.
3: All right. Moving on to Tom in Middlebury next. Hey, Tom. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's going on, sir?
2: How are you today?
3: I'm doing okay. How are you?
2: I'm fine. You know what? I'm I'm a Big Mac guy.
3: Yeah. Like you like the burger?
2: <laughs> yes, I do. All right. I like. I really like the sauce.
3: There it is. so yeah you're a mac guy
2: uh, i'm a big macintosh guy but i listen to your show pretty often because Mm -hmm. a lot of what you talk about is applicable to mac as well sure especially when it comes to cable services and stuff Mm -hmm. and my young lady friend and i um decided we were going to cut the cable here in middlebury nice uh with comcast because the bill was approaching 200 dollars a month yep and uh you know the same story happens here uh we watch five channels out of the three hundred that they provide, right? And so uh, we cut the cable two weeks ago. I put a digital antenna okay in into the window, and I get um, I get um, you know two or three of the networks, um, NBC and CBS and ABC out of New Haven. Nice. Um, but um, my question is, is now that I've cut the cable, I still have the um, um, high-speed internet coming in on the modem. Right. If I if I got rid of the modem and bought my own equipment. Yep. That would also save me some money every month, correct? Yes, it will. And what do you suggest?
3: Well, basically, you have to go purchase a Comcast-compatible modem, right, Bob? Yes. All right. I mean, they're DOCSIS three, uh, and you just go to your local Staples or big box store. They they literally have shelves that are separated by the providers okay and just buy a modem and then as far as a router i can i put a link up to the router i liked um but you can pick up any router wi-fi device do some research on how much you want to spend you, you can spend 300 bucks on a, on a good router or you can spend 150 i'll just okay. it all depends on the size of your home and what you're trying to cover i was trying to improve some of my wi- wi-fi broadcasting outside a little bit um and so i got it through committee pretty easily actually um and uh you know if you're spending 200 bucks a a month on your services, buying a good router modem once for two hundred dollars is a is kind of a no brainer.
2: Right. Yeah, so, that'll pay for itself.
3: Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can definitely go ahead and and get that on your own and and set it up and run it that way. And what what kind of internet speed do you have from Comcast?
2: Um, when I do a speed test, I run a speed test once a week. Because mm-hmm. I work in Pro Tools, and I work in a, a program called Source Connect, All right. which allows – I do voice work for um, radio and television. and mm-hmm. um, So, um, you know, commercial stuff. Anyway, yeah. um, so I test about uh, once a week, and I'm trying to think. My upload is like 350 megs.
3: Wow. That's heavy duty. So you have a really high-speed connection. Yeah. All right. And
2: download is like 12.
3: Well, that seems opposite. Okay. So you're doing 350 down, 12 up, most likely. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. I I mixed those two up. Yeah, 350
3: is more than you need. You could really lower that to like a 100 megabit connection and save even more money. Okay. Yep. My concern
2: is when when I'm in a Source Connect session with a recording studio somewhere else. Yeah, good point. the, The latency that occurs at slower speeds.
3: Gotcha. We're going to be going up to a, a EAS test, but uh, yeah, you could try. You could keep going what you're doing, but I would tell you you could reduce it a bit. All right, back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and uh, I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. <laughs> and uh, we're. I'm not sure if Bob is still there. I'm sorry. Tom is still there from Middlebury. Is he still there, Matt? Or did he move on? Probably not. So let's go on to uh, Tom in Florida. Hey, tom
6: yeah i got a got a question about radio.com
3: yes i can do it i'll help you as best i can we not we're not in charge of it
6: <laughs> Oh, all right well i listened to you you know on a computer here through radio.com yeah and and a while ago i started getting these pop-ups you know for, say ads by google mm-hmm. and which i which doesn't matter to me because i'm on another page in a computer i'm just listening yeah or you know but then all of a sudden Well, while I'm listening to you, all of a sudden these pop-up ads start playing with video, and I'm getting both at one time. So, you you know, so they're playing an ad while I'm listening to the radio, and this will go on for maybe 15, 20 minutes, and it'll stop for a while and then come back on.
3: Mm, That's annoying. I ran
6: malware bites a number of times, and it keeps saying everything's all clear. So do you have any idea what's going on with them or what the
3: deal is? no, i haven't I haven't come across that, but I don't use it through a browser. I listen to radio dot com through my cell phone um, through the app. but you could put on a pop-up blocker, an ad blocker on your on your Google Chrome browser to see if that stops the ads from popping. obviously radio dot com is interested in having your ad being shown, but it shouldn't be showing the way it's been showing. they would they run ads within the broadcast that you hear, correct.
6: Well, yeah, you get the regular ads. No, I'm talking about, like, I'm looking at the screen now. There's two squares here. It says, thanks for watching. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, after a while, they'll start, each screen will have, uh, sometimes two of them are playing at one time where I'm, uh, you know, it's a video commercial a long time while you're talking. It has nothing to do with the radio station
3: commercial. Yeah. So I think there's something else going on there where you might have a toolbar that's built into your browser that's kind of sending ads to you. It, it may have nothing to do with radio.com because I don't think they would interfere with their own broadca- broadcast that way.
6: Yeah, um, well, I'm, I would think
3: so. So what I'm thinking is you do want to probably put a, a pop-up blocker, an ad blocker on Google Chrome there to stop it, but you probably have some sort of semi-malicious um uh software or uh, tool on your browser that's bringing those ads in. How um, we could, get rid of that? Well, the pop-up blocker is the easiest way to do it because without knowing exactly what's causing it, I have no idea yeah. how to granularly have you figure that out. But you can put the, yeah. the ad blocker in there. Probably would work. So we can put a link up to an ad blocker for you.
6: Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah, because it's annoying when I'm listening to you and all of a sudden the doggone ad kicks on.
3: Yep. Um, I would tell you also, do you have a cell phone, a smartphone?
6: I have a cell phone here, but it's kind of old, and the battery doesn't last very long. That's why I don't do it over oh. the cell phone.
3: Yep, gotcha. Yeah, you're you're just battling something going on in your browser. I also try have you try a different browser. So right now you're using Chrome?
6: Yeah, no, I didn't try that yet. I thought of it while I was on hold. But.
3: <laughs> if you try a different browser, it might have a better result because they're, you know, it might not allow the ads to start popping up automatically on you. But you can run Malwarebytes. Did you say you ran that already?
6: Yeah, yeah, I've ran it a number of times in the last few days and just got done running it again.
3: All right. Yeah, we're going to put a link to Adblock Plus um, on Computer Talk to see if that helps you.
6: Okay. But try the
3: other browser, too, okay?
6: I'm sorry, what was
3: that? Try the other browser as well.
6: Yes, yes, I will. Thank you very much. I appreciate
3: your time. Oh, my pleasure, Tom. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. We're going to go over to uh, Bill in Garambi next. What's going on, Bill?
0: Good morning, Eric.
3: Morning. Hey
0: Eric, I um uh, about three months ago I purchased uh, malware bytes for my computers. Yep. And, uh, about a week ago, and it was working. It's worked beautifully. Good. About a, about a week ago, it, it, one of my I was on my laptop and it asked it told me there was a, an upgrade or uh, you know an update. I downloaded. It. Ever since then, I, I can't operate my computer without shutting it off. And I don't. It's it's annoying. So every time I, I well, I keep the computer on all the time. Mm-hmm. So when I get up in the morning and I check the news, uh, I can't Google. Google doesn't work. I mean, it just I can't go anywhere or do anything on it until I shut malware off and then reboot the computer. Wow. I mean, that's the that's the solution that I came up with, but I know that's not right. I I don't know where to go with this thing.
3: Yeah, that's bizarre. Malwarebytes wouldn't wouldn't cause that type of issue. Um, What do you think, Bob?
0: Well, it didn't ask me for the upgrade on my other computer.
3: (laughs) Well, the upgrade of Malwarebytes or uh, the upgrade of Windows 10? Is is Malwarebytes it's updating?
0: Yeah, Malwarebytes said we had an update, and I downloaded it on this one laptop, and ever since then it it, it, uh, doesn't work. um, Well, I
3: would would tell you to uninstall it. Okay. Uninstall it and and just try it without that running at all for, let's say, a day so you have a, a period. And if the problem doesn't occur, reinstall the Malwarebytes. And yes, they could have had a bad update. I guess it's possible. Um, what could do you have
1: think had about? a bad download also.
3: Hmm. So maybe a, some sort of corruption in the in the file. But it is bizarre you're, what you're describing. Um, it may not be related to Malwarebytes though. Each each computer seems the same, but they are different. They are completely different recipes, right? So you can't be sure. Necessarily, until you uninstall Malwarebytes and see if your problem goes away. If it does, then there's something wrong with that install, and then tell, we tell you to reinstall it.
1: How long have you had the problem?
3: Oh, we lost him. Um, all I heard is click, click. <laughs> uh, so, so if
1: he's had the problem for, let's say, a week or two weeks, right. he might be able to re- go back to a restore point.
3: Good point. Yeah, get, get to a, a past time. Before the time. problem was a problem. Exactly. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Uh, we have a couple lines open, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. Um, everything we've talked about has been posted live by, by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. And if you like us uh, at Tab Computer Systems, uh, the news will get into your news feed if Mr. Zuckerberg deems it worthy. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are broadcasting live from Tab Computer Systems here in East Hartford in our own hermetically sealed studio. And uh, thank you all for joining us on this Saturday morning. And uh, I think next Saturday we're going to try our live stream um, through Facebook, through WTIC's Facebook page. So that might be neat to check out. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Uh, You'll see why we have faces for radio. I'm just kidding, Bob. I'm sure your wife doesn't think you have a face for radio. (laughs) Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Barbara in Southbury first. Good morning, Barbara. Hi,
7: good to hear you guys again, keeping Thanks. us in touch with tech. Um, I wanted to voice my not surprise but great disappointment that uh, the educational system, which has spent tons of money on setting up uh, connections online, mm-hmm. has not succeeded in engaging the staff. To be fluent in doing this stuff mm. you know they create an account maybe they put their uh, syllabus or an assignment up to be read which you could have handed out in paper to everybody right. or emailed to them but they've never used it as a teaching tool and suddenly they're scrambling you know they don't know how to do it well uh, if they had that working um, there wouldn't be any big hiccup in these classes and, in fact, you probably wouldn't need snow days either. Most of the time you're going to have an Internet connection, even on a snow day.
3: Yeah, you actually make a good point that things are going to change um, after this whole COVID thing because of this. I, I agree. A snow day, the teachers teachers are so happy about snow days. You know, They get to take the day <laughs> off. The rest of us are working. Um, now that might change. And uh, you just configure remotely and get online, and, and teachers got to get, it, get the work done. And you don't lose the 180-day issue, right? So it could benefit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I know a lot of teachers and just like us here at tab, we're not prepared to have everybody work remotely at the same time instantly. So it's really hard to be prepared for that, but it I is. got a feeling that's going to change. They're well, not
7: prepared for lots of things because they say like the guy in, uh, the princess bride, it's, inconceivable. it's what? It's inconceivable. Do you remember?
3: <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. Yeah.
7: Because. It's really hard to get them to buy into emergency stuff for fires, for dangerous people on campus, Mm. everything else. It's going to happen someplace. It's not going to happen to them. Mm. So even if they show up for any kind of training or think about it, uh, it's just in a file folder someplace in the drawer. (laughs) Yeah. That you have to have practice to do well at anything.
3: Right. Right. Bob wants to say something. Maybe over
1: time uh, they could eliminate the schools entirely and have everybody uh, learn from home.
3: Hmm.
7: Well, I guess I still like people, despite yeah. my disappointments.
3: With I, I think all of us used to think working from home was a great idea until they spent the entire week in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, working from home you know, is not necessarily all that much fun, and you need to get out and, and integrate with people, and uh, I agree with you, Barbara, that... Work, doing the school from home, always would be awful. But doing it from it with a snow day, of course. So thanks for the call, Bart.
7: Take a look at the budgets. Yeah. How much are they spending on the system which they're not using?
3: Yeah, that would be something. I'm. I'm thankful my kids are kind of done with that and now are in college. But uh, uh,
7: no, 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 it's the same problem in college.
3: Oh, That's I know it is. A lot Trust of my me.
7: Experience is from.
3: I, inter- is. I understand. My kids are at UConn and complaining about the uh, remote learning all the time. So.
7: Well, I'll let you get on to other more immediate problems. Thanks, Barb. Have a good day. You too.
3: Bye bye. Yeah, I mean, the snow day could be different for teachers going forward. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure they'll have to be negotiated. Let's go on to Mark in Yorktown next. What's going on, Mark? Hi, hi, hi,
8: guys. Enjoy your show very much. Look forward every Saturday to hearing you. Hope you guys are okay. We're doing good. Two two quickies, if you can help. One is I have a Windows Seven computer say uh, HP uh, and I can't get the Bluetooth when I try to attach a Bluetooth I says no Bluetooth found so how do I activate Bluetooth on this?
3: It needs to have it physically so you have to go check the machine to see if it ever had a Bluetooth radio built in.
8: Uh, and if it doesn't what do I do then?
3: Well then you can buy an, an external device. Go ahead uh, Bob. U-
1: USB Bluetooth dongle you can get. It may have one built in that's just disabled
8: yeah. Well, how do I find out? <laughs>
3: well, that's where you got to break open the manual.
1: you got to oh, go into the device manager.
3: You can device go that, manager? there,
8: manager. Oh, and if it's not there, because I did go to the device manager, and it was not there.
3: Then you probably don't have it.
8: Yeah. Oh, God. Get a can USB I get it from dongle. Uh, Microsoft? Uh, can they download the Bluetooth controls?
3: No, It's a hardware radio. Bluetooth uh, is a radio, so you need to get the dongle that Bob mentioned.
8: All right. Uh, so I'll you do go that, to, then. it's I'll a USB. It oh, like okay. The other one is on uh, privacy of browsers. I heard that there's a, uh, Opera is pretty good. Have you had experience with the Opera browser with the uh, VPN?
3: Opera browsers is, uh, they, it is a good browser. It's been around for many, many years as a competitor. Um, I haven't heard about its privacy benefits or not, but yeah. it is a good browser.
1: It has ad blocking built in.
8: Oh, good. Okay, so it is a good browser. But is that a a browser? It's not a U.S. browser. It's an overseas one. Is that right? Opera.
3: I do think it is. I want to say it's like a Swiss company, but don't hold me to it. Bob's checking right now. Okay. Um, but I do. But again, it's you know you're not dealing with the third world.
8: Okay. No. I, well, I'm, i just you know I, I've been using uh, Google and been using Microsoft, but no matter what I do, I still get all these crazy pop-ups. So you know I say don't uh, don't block pop-ups, and it doesn't block very much.
3: Yeah, check out AdBlock Plus. Um, Adblock we we put a link up right now already on Computer Talk that can greatly reduce your ads.
8: Okay, all right, guys. Thanks a lot. I hope you guys stay healthy. I look forward to hearing you every Saturday. You
3: Thank too, you. Mark. Thank you. Bye now. Bye bye. Um, so yeah, if your device doesn't have the hardware built in, you just can't ha- just can't turn it on. Oh, you found where uh, Opera Browser comes from?
1: Yeah, it's from Norway.
3: Ah, the Norwegians. Ah, very good. So, yeah, uh, definitely a good tool. Uh, let's go on to uh, Fitz in Bloomfield. What's going on, Fitz?
9: Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Good. So I have an HP computer, mm-hmm. and and I'm trying to download Windows 10. And it download, actually, I purchased it through Microsoft. Yep. And I try to download it, but it downloaded, but... When it gets to checking updates, it updated to like 46%, and then it just stopped and just keeps spinning around.
3: And
9: Uh-oh. I leave it there for at least six hours, and nothing happened.
3: Oh, boy. Do you do you know if you have enough space on your computer to load it?
9: That's one other thing I was thinking about, if I have enough space.
3: Yeah, is your hard drive a small 128-gigabyte solid-state drive?
9: I kind of think so. It's kind of old computer. I think the computer is probably about ten years
3: old. Oh boy! So if you have a very small hard drive, that could be part of your trouble. It also could be that some of your hardware is not fully compatible. Microsoft is notorious for saying, "Yeah, sure, you can have Windows 10," but then they, after you start loading it, it's like, "Ah, oh, well, I can't. This doesn't work, and that driver doesn't work." And then you're kind of stuck. It sounds like you're kind of stuck here with um, Windows 10 not able to continue after a certain percentage. I would tell you to check your drive space. Um, What's the top off top of your head? How much drive space do you know, Bob? Do you need?
1: Uh, Windows 10.
3: Yeah. You don't know off top of your head? No. It's okay. You didn't think there'd be a test? Mm Hmm. You probably need,
9: hmm,
3: I'm not saying a whole lot of space. Hmm. 16 gigs free? About 15 gigs? Yeah, do you think you have 16 gigs? Free. Free, yeah.
9: Okay, so I need at least 15 gigs. Okay, I'll check that. I'll check that when I go home and see how much I
3: have. It might be something like that. And then be careful. Also, Windows 10 on a 10 year old machine is not going to run real, real good for its. Within our client base, we warned them not to do it on anything older than five years. Because, again, even if you update it, you could find your video driver doesn't work, your sound driver doesn't work, the motherboard, because they didn't write it to go that far back. So okay, okay.
1: They're recommending a minimum of a 32 gig hard drive just to install it.
3: 32 gig free?
1: No, 32-gig hard drive or larger. Yeah, which is tiny. So you really want probably, uh, I'd say, at least a 250 or better.
3: Yeah.
9: Okay. I might, so I might be looking at getting a new computer then.
3: Yeah, it might be the case. Um, yeah. If you could get your money back for that download, that'd be the best, um, and just get a new machine because 10-year-old machine has served you well. If you get six yes. years out of a computer, you've done well.
9: Yes, it has. Any any brand you recommend?
3: Uh, you know, if you want to buy something for yourself, our HP has been something we've recommended. We've been we've had very good luck on the business side of HP systems for laptops.
9: Okay, I'm talking about a desktop.
3: I know, so that's where I would have you angle to the uh, HP as well. HP as well.
9: Okay. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Great show.
3: Our pleasure. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. We'll step out for a quick break here, and uh, so stick around. I see. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here. I'm hoping I'm right. Barbara, hang on. Uh, is there Andrew and John? Uh, will probably have one line open for you. 966 WTIC five two two WTIC. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're here till eleven o'clock, so we'll do our best to get all your calls in if we can. Let's go right to them. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're gonna to go to Barbara in Newington first. What's going on, Barbara? Hi.
10: How, you um, Good. How are you doing? I just have really two quick questions. I okay. know um I'm looking for antivirus software. I usually use Norton, but mm-hmm. I noticed you once said another one. Yeah. You we like Webroot. Yeah. Webroot, okay.
3: W E B R O O T. And it's it's a lower payload on your computer. It's a process based antivirus rather than a definition based antivirus
10: oh all right and I noticed you said um, um, internet I never knew you could get internet without having to go to like a company like Cox or Comcast. you said something about a doxus 3 what was that
3: so <laughs> you need a doxus 3 capable modem and you do have to pay for Cox or Comcast internet service but you don't have to rent their modems
10: oh. So oh. they'll save
3: you money, ten or eleven dollars, fourteen dollars a month. Um uh, yeah, just, just yeah. A, that's part of your internet service, plus tax, of course.
10: Oh, okay. So, yeah, because yeah, okay, I was you know, they're so outrageous, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So feel free but, to save some money by putting in your own modem, your own firewall, and and just buying yeah, internet yeah. from
10: them. Great. You, well, thank you so much for your help. I appreciate
3: it. You're welcome. Go ahead, Beth.
10: Okay.
1: Putting their name on those stadiums that nobody's using right now it costs a lot of money. <laughs> it really does. So they got to charge you for those modems.
3: Yeah, let's go on to Andrew in Glastonbury next. Hey, Andrew. Andrew, you there? Hello? An- hey, Andrew, what's up?
11: Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I'm in a position where we have to upgrade our bandwidth, and right now, our bandwidth from our local telephone company is only 12 megabits per second so wow. i already have um started negotiating with both of the uh only two isp providers in my area um which is a, our area telephone company and their competitor the, uh, yeah. the cable cable company mm-hmm. so um based on your own personal and long business experience um which of the two isps has the better service in terms of customer satisfaction.
3: Hmm. Internet companies don't have a lot of high customer satisfaction, per se, anyways. Um, but what kind of bandwidth do you need? Is this, this is for business use, right, Andrew?
11: No, no, personal household. Uh, oh, okay. T- since we have been hobbling along with 12 megabits per second for the last five years, uh, I think we would be happy with uh, like 30 or 45. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, uh, the telephone company is offering us 45. Megabits at two dollars fifty-six cents per megabyte, okay. And the cable company is offering us a deal for thirty megabits, which comes around to a dollar seventy-seven per megabyte. Okay. Uh, but in terms of customer satisfaction, to you, in your own uh, personal business experience, <laughs> which one do you find that is offers the uh, better? Service? I, I
3: don't think they're comparable, frankly. They, they you know most companies broadband companies are they they're only two people there're only two companies in the in the area they don't really have to worry about customer service that much.
1: Well, I think there's three levels of service hmm. bad, worse, and worser <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah so I'd just say either you deal with the devil you know and uh, if their price is right. Um, deal with the devil you no. Going to somebody else, I'm not. I would never tell you. You're going to get a better, better service experience. The only reason you'll get a better service experience in the future is if, if more competitors are allowed to come in. And then all of a sudden, they have to serve you better. Right now, they really what, don't.
1: So, well, can, have you tried going to GoNetSpeed.com? And,
11: I went. I went on, on the website, and they're not in Glastonbury yet. So okay. They seem to be in Newington. Wethersfield, Hartford, uh, Hartford, uh, West Hartford, but not in Glastonbury. They're yeah. coming. They're Just tell them close. you're interested.
1: Yeah, if you sign up, the more people they get signed up, they could bring it to your area. If there's enough interest.
11: Oh yeah, yeah we did we did sign up, okay. but, but, but in terms of um, in, 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 in terms of the um, uh, technology, I mean, Frontier's technology is uh, a lot different than uh, than Cox's technology. Right. And so. Uh, uh, which technology is like superior, or are they uh, equal?
3: If your bandwidth is the same, based on what you're talking about, 30 and 40 megabits, it doesn't really matter. As far as superior, I would tell you the cable is probably more more superior than what they're doing with DSL. Um, uh, but again, net speed is fiber, and that's the most superior. Right. Right. So, uh, I,
11: I have another quick question.
3: Mm-hmm.
11: Um, technically, which? How does the ISP? Um, increase their client's bandwidth at, at the modem or demarcation point, or or where.
3: I think it's all through the system. So the further you are away from their central, their central switching, or a switch in your neighborhood, uh, the poorer your service will be. So if they're able to get, if both companies are able to get you about 30 megabits to 40 megabits, for is it just a couple of you guys in the home? Is it just two of you guys in the home?
11: Uh, no, there's four, two college students, uh, um, um, uh, my wife okay.
3: and I. So 50 megabits is probably more where you want to be, 50 to 60 megabits, because when those college kids are on doing their streaming while you're trying to do your thing, uh, 30 megabits might not may not be enough. Um, we're happy at my home with three college kids right. every now and again coming back, right. and that's at 65 megabits, plenty of speed. So at least with, with cable, you can go beyond... DSL is probably going to max out at what they're offering you. Uh, Right. So if you want to be more future-proof to get additional bandwidth should you need it, cable would be the better way to go for you now, if that makes sense. Cable? Yeah. Uh-huh. But all you need is Internet. Then you can stream the rest of it. You just need their Internet service. You don't need their modem. You can buy your own router. Right. And uh, that's all all you're going to do is pay that monthly uh, Internet service, and believe it or not, there's no tax. The one thing our, our governor uh, and uh, our legislature can't get a hold of.
11: But uh, uh, but technically, when, when I when I call my ISP and and we, we settle on, on a certain bandwidth, where do they actually increase the bandwidth? Uh, uh, um, at
3: their at their office, they'll increase the, 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 increase the at bandwidth. At their company. Yeah, if it's uh, if they're uh, capable of it, depending on what you're paying for now, what you want to increase it to.
11: Right. I was just curious because I, I opened up the uh, the box outside the, uh, the house there, hmm. the, 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 what they call a demarcation point, point. Yeah. and I th- thought maybe they'd do it there. <laughs>
3: no, no, they don't. Um, your, your demarcation point is capable of a lot more bandwidth. They just have to give it to you. Right. Uh, but again, you don't need it. Be careful. You only need what you need. Don't buy more than you need.
11: Exactly, exactly. Okay, Andrew. Thank you very much.
3: You're welcome, sir. Thank you guys for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning. I want to thank Matt back in the studio in uh, Farmington for producing. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live for us over at computertalkwithtab.com. And again, especially you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I know you got nothing else to do technically. It's true. You really don't have anything else to do. Uh, but we're glad that you did think about us here at WTIC. And stick around all day. You get a lot of great information here for all the other shows that are going to be coming on. Uh, I don't know what the new, the new schedule is exactly, but I think Joe D is going to be coming on and possibly will. I have no uh, Maybe Todd, I don't know. Uh, but stick around here at WTIC for all the information you need on this crazy crisis that we're dealing with.
1: See you next week.